Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode 37 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast, where we have one goal in mind, and that is, of course, to help you handle awkward better. Kyle, I have a question for you today. Sure. So, you know, we are a ministry podcast, which means that we do occasionally talk about the Bible and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of the more important things that we do here. We let it kind of slip in sometimes. I have a question for you. Okay. What is more important, Christmas or Easter? Oh, great question. Great question. So here's the thing. I, I love to answer it in more detail. I would say the it's a, it's a time thing, too. If it wasn't for Christmas, we wouldn't have Easter. Right. Okay? But Easter is more important to the faith. Because here's the thing. Just because someone was born here doesn't mean anything. It's Jesus' death and resurrection is what our entire faith is based on. So do, what uh, holiday should we make a bigger deal concerning Christians? I say Easter. Okay. But... You can't have Easter without, <laughs> without Christmas. Without Christmas. <laughs> right. But I do think the, the Christmas season is important and all that, but Easter is 10 times more important to the Christian faith than Christmas. Sure. And we also choose the holiday of Christmas in December just because, I mean, there's a, a long history of it, but most people think Jesus wasn't even born in Christmas time or winter time in America. It was actually April, and that's a whole other right. thing. And I love the depictions of like Mary and Joseph traveling, and they've got like coats on because it's cold or whatever. <laughs> it's snowing. I'm like, oh come on! I know. Like, come Israel, on. it's freezing. <laughs> this it could, it could be because of global warming. Just you know, you know that could be. It's very <laughs> true. Very true. Two thousand years will do a lot to yeah. <laughs> this episode. Surprised by summer, it like immediately snuck up on on yeah. me. Like, let's say you're a youth worker and you realize. Hey, school's out in two weeks. Right. Or out just now, and I have nothing planned for the summer. Like, why am I getting graduation invitations? It's like yeah. way too early for that. <laughs> yes. What do we do? So, this is for the last minute planner. Um, you need some help. And what do you do for summer? This is kind of last minutes, really quick. Right. So, today we're going to give you five tips and tricks for last minute summer planning. So, maybe you were overwhelmed by this crazy last year of school. I mean, think about the things that have happened this last school year, how we've all had to adjust to the world. Um, So, it's been a crazy year. Summer might have snuck up on you. We want to give you five tips and tricks today to help you be ready and plan for an awesome summer. What's one of the tips that we're not going to share is go ahead and just shut things down. Yep. Just take a break and all just take that. A, take a That's break. That's not the way to go. Quarantine your youth ministry. Right. right. <laughs> um, I, I like Galatians 6, 9, because, you know, we are somewhat of a ministry podcast. Right. Um, and it says this, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. And just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And now Paul's basically talking about the good news, and he's talking about evangelism. But he could also be talking about ministry in general. Um, now is not the time to kind of die down. It is a time to adjust for sure. Right. It doesn't mean you just continue on doing what you're doing. But the summertime, 
man, it breaks my heart when I see youth ministries who have accepted or dealt or created a culture of, I'm just going to take the summer off. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you look at farmers, they never take a break. Even in the wintertime, they're busy. They're just adjusting to something else. Maybe they're working on the equipment or storing up or building something if they can't just harvest just then. Right, and they reap, they harvest, right, for a very short window of Mm. that full year. They do a lot of different things during the whole entire year, Yes, and they get that short window of reaping a harvest. So true. So that's what we're doing here. And we're going to start with tip number one that Kyle kind of said a minute ago. Number one, don't shut down like we all did last year, right, for (laughs) a short time. Do not shut down. In fact, actually amp it up. So summer is not a time to drop everything and drop the momentum you've been building and drop off all the memory verses and all the things that you've learned from this last year and that you've worked on, all the the group family unit that you've built over this year. It's not the time to do that. Think about you're building this momentum and building, building, building at the end of the year, and then you just naturally let it die and then wait till the school year to start trying to build that momentum again, right? And you don't understand why the students are not coming back this fall because you haven't talked to them in three months. Right. You're, you're literally <laughs> putting them down and keeping them away from the church when they have the most time to give to the church. Yeah, school is out, and I guarantee you not every student just fills it with extra homework or extra jobs and all that. Right. So, Kyle, what are some things we can do um, to amp up our summers? So here's the thing. When you're talking about amping up, it doesn't mean you just need to do more programming and you need more Bible lessons. Right, it doesn't mean like extra meeting times and extra studies and extra things like that. That can happen, yes. But here's kind of some things I would do. Throw up some lunches and say, hey, send out a text or post uh, on social media. I'm going to be at Taco Bell from 11 to 1 p.m. today. And uh, first taco's on me. And just see, have students come and just hang out with students during the day. Set up Bible study uh, if you want to. Uh, maybe f- hire an intern or find a volunteer and say, hey, we want to do some Bible studies. Maybe 9 a.m. every Thursday. Bagels and Bibles or <laughs> whatever oh, it is. We used to right? do brown bag Bible study. Okay, what is that? Yeah. So brown bag Bible study was where everyone would bring their lunch to like our conference room or whatever at the church. And we would just do a Bible study over lunch with people's You'd bring it in. I mean, the idea was to bring it in a brown paper bag. Not everyone did. Right. My Brahms came in a white paper bag. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we would just get together and have a Bible study. It was a thing that we only did over summers, and it was really fun. Yeah, encourage. Yeah, that's a great idea. Encourage your adult leaders to maybe do their own Bible studies or at least um, tell them, that, hey, can you hang out, go for ice cream or whatnot, uh, your kind of small group, or, hey, could you divide up the room? of, okay, we got 20 students, can you each take five, and this summer go out to lunch or ice cream with each one of them. And all you have to do is create a few things on social media and throw it out there, super easy. Maybe have a recap party after camp. You go on a camp or a missions trip, have a party afterwards where people can share stories and ask questions and all that. Whatever you do, you got to do something. Yep, for sure. So, Kyle, I want to know, though, um, what happens if, like, do you have to do all this in your own? And especially, like, what if you have a team of, of leaders and they just don't really 
want to they want to have summers off basically mm. just like i mean yeah, yeah. teachers for example we know that teachers you don't get summers off there's a time where you don't have school from eight to you know three and that is a good thing because teachers work hard yes <laughs> for sure but teachers also work in the summer and that's yeah. but there's that conception and so what do you what do you do when when you know is, is it all up to you should you be doing all of this by yourself now i haven't uh you know, crunch the data on this or whatnot. But in my experience being in ministry for 17 years, I have seen that smaller churches shut down in the summertime, but bigger churches don't. There's a reason why there's bigger churches, and there's some good things and bad things attached to that, okay? But there's a reason why a lot of youth ministries who tend to be bigger don't shut down in the summer. They just switch things up. So if you have a culture that is shutting down, your first summer you might have to lower your expectations, mm -hmm. but still try to do something. Maybe it's just by yourself for the first couple of times. Maybe you meet with a Wednesday night, and instead of uh, your normal youth group, you meet every other week. Or you just do a Bible study off-site, and you just do a youth group, but it's at a different house each time throughout the summer. Maybe it's just one pool party a month. Maybe it's I mean, one pool party a month. Maybe it's just something right. really, really simple, or you know, snow cones, whatever. Is it yeah. Frisbee in the park. Something simple. And this summer, you take it small. Next summer, you plan a little bit more ahead, and you don't wait till May to plan your summer. Right. Um, and you can do a little bit more. Maybe you add more people, but here's the thing. I, I think it's very unhealthy to take the summer off. Even if that means you're tired, then you need to delegate, hire, do something to where ministry can still happen, even if it's not directly involved with you. Yeah, totally. And, and Be intentional. Right, and and here's the thing. Um, it If you haven't done summer stuff before, it takes a culture change. Culture yeah. change is not the easiest thing to do because yep. it's got to be something you repeat over and over and over and over and over. Everyone has to understand to buy into and to get people to buy into it, it might take a while. So it's a culture change. Um, I know at my church when I first started, we didn't have a lot of stuff over summer because the youth pastor before me had a crazy amount of responsibilities during the summer. Like a um, crazy amount. Right. Yeah. So shout out to <laughs> Russ again for that. But but like tons of stuff going on his summer. So there wasn't much stuff that happened over summer. And we started just doing summer stuff and the kids were like, this is awesome. This is great. And the kids bought into the culture right away. They were mm -hmm. like, this is, we want this. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's still a culture though. It's like, oh, we're doing stuff in the summer again. Like, we are doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Um, yeah. So number two, switch things up. You don't have to stay to your normal Wednesday night. That's it. You don't have to do. In fact, I would say you shouldn't. Uh, if you do small groups, change something up. If you meet on Wednesdays every single week, maybe then meet right, on another right. night for a while. Or the thing is, you can get into a routine pretty easily and kids can just either kids can sometimes get so used to that routine that that routine means nothing to them. So like everything you do, I think maybe you'll disagree with me on this, Kyle. I think everything that we do has to be evaluated. Yes. Like, like harshly and like evaluated seriously. Like, and you can look at it and go, let's see, I do weekly snow cones and last year over summer, it was really poorly attended and just not a lot of people came. Nobody's excited about it. We're going to do that again this summer. Yeah, because that's what we've always done, or that's what I know. So we're going to keep going forward. And if it's if you look back and just honestly evaluate it and realize that your attendance or engagement did not improve, increase, or just <laughs> was good in any way, it's okay to switch things up. Right. Yep. So uh, you can do a couple things. You can fill your program with some um, non-program heavy events or different things. So like uh, last year we did an event called Snow Days at DJ's. 
Uh, it was where every all the high school kids came to my backyard. like rhyming events. Have you noticed that? I do. That? I know, okay. yeah. Uh, every, all the kids came to my backyard, and I had like nine square and like just long games and stuff, and I got a little snow cone maker, and we made snow, ca- snow cones and listened to music and played games like outside, and that was it. It was really just really light and unplanned and easy. But it was a huge, huge, like people were bringing multiple friends and they were like, yeah, hey, we just want to hang out. And so yeah. I like, I look in the corner, I go to the bathroom and I come back outside and there's like 30 lawn chairs. <laughs> set up, and I'm like, I didn't even set up. You guys just brought all these lawn chairs. Like, yeah, hey, we just want to hang out. I was like, well, there's, there's like games. And so guys are like, no, we just want to hang out. Yeah. And I was that, like, great. That's the key. If you can provide a safe place for students to hang out, you're doing ministry right there, especially in the summertime when it's a little bit more relaxed atmosphere. Use that. Set up some maybe open gym nights where if you have a gym or if you have a facility available, say, hey, from 6 to 8 this Friday, I'm just going to be available. Come. Let's just shoot some hoops, uh, play some disc golf, uh, play some Frisbee, whatever. You can totally do that. Uh, I also do some kind of surprise lunches, uh, especially in the summertime, um, where I either invite a person out or say, hey, uh, are you up for some lunch or some ice cream? And take a student out I I normally wouldn't uh, hang out with in the school year just because it's so busy. Or an adult leader. Um, Yeah, super easy. You can go crazy and do lock-ins and late-nighters. Now, lock-ins and late-nighters, late-nighters basically you do six hours of event, but you go home by 11. Right. That is kind of a controversial thing because some people absolutely love late nighters and lock ins, and other people hate it. Which do you think I am? Man, I don't think you're a big fan of lock ins. My goal in youth ministry is to never do a lock in. I will not ever be found. I don't care. You can offer me any type of money. You, any we've type just of, lost all these students listening now. I, they, they have checked out of the podcast. I <laughs> hate, and my kids know this. They're like, hey, we should do it. And I'm like, uh, you're welcome to find someone to stay at the church with you. <laughs> Maybe, I, you know, here's the thing. Is that wrong of me? Is that the wrong spirit? I guess I could be talked into doing a, a lock-in. It's just, oh, I just hate them. Now, I love lock-ins, but I only love lock-ins that are far and few between because I think you can overdo them. And they have to be very strategic and when it happens. Just because you have a Friday night open right. doesn't mean a lock-in is doable. I have done uh, late-nighters, which is uh, more of a common trend. Try now. like that. 6 to 11 p.m., you get five hours. Basically everything a lock-in except you can go home and sleep. In fact, we should we should probably record an episode on uh, of, on the idea of a late-nighter. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty new still idea. And yeah. we, Well, you can we find can that, that one in the future. But I'm also night owl, so I love, love lock-ins. Right. So this next one, Kyle, this is something that you absolutely love, and you've talked about this before. Um, Your next tip, uh, video games can be your best friend. Video games will save you. Now, I have to be honest. I'm not a video game guy. I, like, don't own, like, I own a Wii, and I will beat anyone in Wii Tennis. Nobody will beat me in Wii Tennis, but past that... I struggle with video games to be Except good at Except for them. on your phone, right? You have some video games I on play your phone. PUBG on my phone. See? And uh, See? I've never thrown my phone against a wall playing Angry Bird. <laughs> or no, what was it? What was the jumping, the bird? The Flappy, Flappy Bird. bird. Yeah, Flappy Bird, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, so you uh, have played video games. It's just... I had played video games, but it's more mobile. It's more mobile stuff, and I will not pay money for it. Like, Clash of Clans was big when I was in high yep. school. Yep, And, like, I had friends who were spending money on it, and oh, I, w- yeah. I was like... You literally spent money on this. (laughs) Like, you actually spent money on this. Wow. I'm telling you, video games, and we'll talk about this more, this is the future of ministry. Video games is the next mission field. 
So here, here's the thing. We don't have to go into the moral implications of video games. That's a whole another separate thing. But when it comes to the summertime, throw out some LAN parties. Get some Xboxes together or some computers together and play some video games. And if you don't know how to do that, I guarantee you a high school student will well, would love to say, show hey, you. I want to play this video game. Do you think we get some computers together? Yeah, I'll literally bring my friends. I've had high schoolers come yep. and bring friends just because we played this uh, video game on yeah. the computer or on the Xbox. I uh, only I had a small group of people that wanted to do an Among Us thing, which I, I, I was all about Among Us, so we played yeah. that. And, and I did an Among Us night, and I had a small group of people that wanted to do it, but they were never more excited than doing that. And I like, it was like five people, but that their <laughs> excitement alone to me was worth them being like, I mean, it was worth playing that with them. And so, yeah, you're right. It excites kids. It gets their attention. And it's crazy because it collides two worlds that a lot of times they operate separately yeah. in. And we're, we're talking about stuff. You don't even have to leave your house. You can mm. do it to where there's a new app. I guess it's not new, but newer. Uh, Discord, it's an app, just a chatting and communication app just for video game people. Download that. I guarantee you it's another way to communicate with teenagers. Um, especially gamers. Now, what I do is I always do what we call D groups or discipleship groups. Uh, I do games and God. So almost every Friday night at 9 p.m., we uh, log on to the Discord app or Zoom app, do a quick little Bible study, uh, and then we play video games um, for another two hours. So that's like a Friday night on a Saturday, and I don't have to leave my house. Right, yeah. That is something that I've done over the past couple of years, and it's been really fun. I love it. I got to say, if anyone is listening to this and is interested the one game that I see all the time that I really want to play truly, truthfully, is Rocket League. Oh, it's so fun. People love that game. I see it's all over my TikTok, yep. my For You page all the time because I watch the videos of it. And yeah. I want to learn how to play that game so bad. But I don't have an Xbox or anything like that. So tip number four, hire an intern, student worker, find a summer volunteer, something like that. But um, basically what it comes down to is, is don't do it alone. And, yes. and hiring an intern, a student worker, someone who has a passion for students and can help you can be a huge, huge help for your summers, whether that means going to camps with you and helping you counsel, whether that means putting on events and planning events or going to events with you or for you, they can be a huge help to you this summer. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have the budget to hire an intern, try to figure out how to add it in to the future. So you have to go through several steps and get your maybe leadership board, elder board approved, and your staff, all that stuff. But this is something that I think every youth worker, if you're full-time particularly, sure, needs to have an intern um, because it is so crucial to invest and develop into the next generation of leaders. But you also have an opportunity where ministry can continue on without you, and you have a trusted person there. Mm -hmm. So if you can't hire an intern, I would say hire a student uh, worker. Maybe it's not just money, but you help with maybe pay for their lunches or whatnot. Right. Or find a volunteer that say, hey, can you can oversee this event? And you move forward in that. But if they can come and spend a few hours to do that, I have high school seniors who come in. We call them student workers, and they're two days a week. Um, and we pay them, but they come in, they do some Bible studies, they do a lot of our grunt work, mm -hmm. um, cleaning of the loft, which is our storage units and all that. Right. Um, but it really helps us, and then we invest in them, and we really try to help them confirm their call into ministry. Yeah, so by the time this episode is coming out, uh, will your interns have started? Mine will have just started. Yes. Okay, Yep. so I'll have two this summer, 
and you'll have I'll have one for sure, but I might have more. Um, we're in negotiations or interview process on that. Gotcha. But I'll also have probably two or three student workers, which is high school uh, seniors who th- are considering ministry, but they're not quite sure yet. They're going to come in and work part time. Great. Tip number five. The last tip we've got for you today: use social media more. Amp up your social media game. Look, here's the thing. Um, we know that a lot of you guys probably, if, if you're like me, I know, Kyle, you have someone who runs your social media. Yes. Uh, I run my own social media for our group, and it gets exhausting working that in and doing that along with everything else that goes into the job. Yeah. It, it gets, it's just tiring. You miss stuff. And if you're creating your own graphics, it can get tricky. Um, summer can be a time to really amp up your social media. You can, um, like during COVID, it seemed like every group in the world was doing lives on their Instagram. Yeah. That's still an awesome yeah. tool. Yeah. So like trivia nights on Instagram live or doing, you know, lives on Facebook, YouTube, whatever, using the different platforms. It's a great time to step up things like that. You can upload like weekly short little videos. You could do, I mean, this is just a fun idea. You could do like one minute messages and you could post a one minute little clip on your IGTV of you giving just a really short 60-second you yeah, know, mini just talk. just a devotional or, right. hey, just a recap of the message or here's a challenge. Um, I'm, I follow a ton of youth ministries on Instagram. It's almost so boring because all I see is other <laughs> youth ministries oh, yeah. on my Instagram page. Um, but I really like the ones that have weekly Bible studies. And uh, another group actually did a three-month, 90-days Bible study where they uploaded a video of them Every day. Wow. Um, and it was just really cool because I actually watched most of them, and it was just really cool how they connected all that, and that was just through social media. Wow. Where you don't have to, again, leave your house. <laughs> right, yeah. So you can use your social media to promote your events, um, and we'll talk about this actually in an upcoming episode, but there's a website called Canva, if you have not heard of it. Oh, what a great tool that is. Yes, and Canva.com. You, you can create some pretty awesome graphics for free, also pretty cheap if you wanted the more professional-looking stuff. And you can promote like never before using Canva, so Canva sponsor us. Um, but you can use your social media to promote your to, to promote your upcoming events, um, like we said, games and trivia nights, things like that. It's social media is something you, that you want to step up this summer. You can build your following, hone in on your skills, and that's the key. Is the summertime. Uh, it should not just be promoting the next event. The yeah. summertime also should really. Be intentional in your engagement. So games, trivia, even prizes, as in if you save this post or share this post or comment on this post, we're going to put you into a drawing. Um, you know, we, we've we done this in the past. It wasn't the summertime, but we, we've said, okay, every time you share this post, save this post, comment on this post, your name gets entered a drawing. And we gave away a Nintendo Switch. Right. Holy cow, did our engagement increase oh, yeah. because of that. Well, imagine, I, I think of a seventh grader who's going to come to your youth ministry maybe in the fall or the summer, depending on how you use social media. Think about this. You're a seventh grader. You're getting ready to transfer to a new facility. So not only are you in a new school, mm-hmm. when the school year starts, then you show up to a new church and you're like, oh, wow, I don't yeah. know anyone here. Right. It's more just awkwardness and not fun. That's weird. Right. But they can all summer long watch you on your social media yeah. they can be a part of they can come and they see oh there's a pool party tomorrow and i can come and so if they can be ready to join into that culture by the school you're starting you've already got a relationship with them social media should be one of your total best friends and, and a bonus tip here because we said we only get five um is don't put so much pressure on you that you need to 
do everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay to have a few quality events. It's not okay to have nothing, right? But it is okay to have a few quality events and just be just be experimental this summer and just try some things. But don't put so much pressure. Like, oh no, what do I do? Make a calendar, put it on social media. You don't have to mail it out and all that stuff. It could be super easy. Uh, I'm going to do something in July. Right. The first summer calendar I ever planned, I printed off a, ca- a big, just big three months of calendar, and I wanted um, one big event and one just that was planned and one just really chill hangout event a month. Yep. There you go. And so we did like we did like a baseball game, and then we had like a night where we just like hung out and watched a movie. Nice. And that's we did that in June and July, and and then of course we had our camps, and that was it. Yeah. And it was an awesome summer. It was a Christian I mean, movie, right? No. <laughs> I think it was like Nacho Libre yeah. or something like that, to be honest with you. But, um, no, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be something where you've got this incredible calendar professionally designed and all these different things with, that require tons of planning. You can have an awesome summer and make it impactful and pretty simple. It doesn't yeah. have to stress you out a lot. You can find people to help you. You can find – there are people on your side. There, Listen, the people in your church want your ministry to succeed. Yep. So ask them to help you succeed. Yeah. That's a great way to look for some help. Someone who can, if you're not a big planner, find someone who is and say, hey, what are some ideas you might have that can, you know, Yeah. there are just some cool things you can do this summer. And here's my final challenge. If you're surprised by summer, please don't be surprised by fall. Yeah. <laughs> Take the time to start planning out your fall schedule That's now. That's so true. Please, if you're surprised by summer... You, if you don't do anything different, you're going to be surprised by fall. Right. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to have a lesson next week. Right. Oh no. <laughs> I have to have a lesson tonight. Oh right. no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Embrace the Awkward podcast. We hope you got some helpful tips and tricks out of this. You can find all of this information on our social media at the ETA podcast on Instagram. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us. You can. And we'd uh, love to have a review. Yeah. If you think we are terrible, I want to see that review. Yeah, right? because we can maybe change some things up if we have yeah. to. So, you know, yeah, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or any of the areas that you listen. Um, and if you feel like giving five stars, that would be pretty good. Would be. So, hey, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. And, of course, thank you for being our friend. We'll see you next time.